reality. And I would say, in a sense, that's your existential destiny. And if you're here at university rather than at trade school, your job is to figure out how to be a human being. And that's a much more important job than any specific, time-limited, concrete, pragmatic plan. You have an unlimited possibility for good, really. Individuals are way more powerful than they think. They're more powerful for evil, but they're also more powerful for good. These archaic stories that I've been telling you about, they have something to say to you. They say, life is uncertain. You'll never know enough. And not only that, you never can know enough. And not only that, everything that you stand on is shaky. And then they say, but you still have to stand on it. And while you're standing on it, you have to improve it. And that's how life goes on, and that's how you live your life. And if you forget those things, or if you undermine them, you're in the same situation that the unfortunate man was that I told you about in the Old Testament, who reached out to touch something he should have left alone. To the degree that you're human, you have to abide by a certain set of truths. The truths that I told you about today are, as far as I can tell, something that's close to a minimal set. There's chaos. There's order. You're stuck with both of them. And they both have a cost. And they both have advantages. And your job is to figure out how to serve as the appropriate mediator between the two. And you can tell when you're doing that because when you're doing that, the dismal circumstances of your life manifest themselves to you as eminently acceptable. And it's in that situation that you know that you've placed yourself in a position in nature where everything is in harmony. And that's the place to aim for. At this point in the lecture, there's a question and answer period. Question one. How do you take your ideas about embracing suffering and apply them to treatments for mental illness? The first thing I would say is that if you're dealing with someone who's depressed and they're really depressed, you should try giving them antidepressants. Because if they die, you can't help them. Okay, so if you're suffering, you are obligated, in a sense, to hold on to whatever rope someone throws you. And one of the things I do with my clients all the time, especially if they're really in trouble, is to tell them, look, I don't know exactly what's going to help you, but don't arbitrarily throw out any possibilities because you might not have that luxury. Antidepressants help a lot of people, and there are technical reasons why that's the case. So that's a simple answer. It's not relevant to what I already described, except that if you're offered a gift by your society and it works, try it. I don't care what your presuppositions are. Apart from that, Lots of, the, lots, of time, lots of the time you see people who are suffering with depression, for example. There's a multitude of reasons, but I'll take one common reason. Um, you could think about it as associated with the story.